0: So every Passover, every Passover, in my family, I don't know if it's true for you and your family, some of you might know this, maybe some of you have never heard this before. I kind of discovered a new custom when I, when I married Ariel and her family, but there's a song at the end of the Passover Seder, it goes something like this. Echan, nio de, Right. Okay, so for those who have no idea what we're just saying, it's this kind of cute kids song at the end of the service. And this cute kids song at the end of the service essentially goes from 1 all the way up to 13. Who knows 1? We know 1. Who knows 2? We know 2. It's like adorable song. And in my family we get competitive about it, so by the end we're saying it really quickly. She like we're really trying we know all the numbers, we know all the kind of this wonderfully educational tool in order to inspire the basic 13 things you have to know. One is God, two are the tablets, three are the Avot, the patriarchs, four are the matriarchs, and five are the Torah, and six are the Mishnah, and seven are the days of the week, and eight... (laughs) It works, right? (laughs) And I couldn't help, last year... just the way my brain works and I apologize for this but it, just the way my head works after Pittsburgh and after the horrific acts that took place on that day on that Shabbat morning for those innocent 11 human beings 11 Jews I started thinking to myself you know 11 dea. Who knows? Eleven. Eleven, of course, in that song are the eleven stars. The eleven stars in the firmament that were imagined or visioned by Joseph, which he had the audacity to share with his brothers. Eleven stars. And they will, of course, obey the sun, meaning Joseph. The 11 stars that are recounted in that children's song are 11 stars of jaded brothers who felt that their birthright was taken by their brother Joseph who was showing them up. Those 11 stars who were shown up, used as a foil by an insecure brother to lord over his other brothers, those 11 stars in that song on Passover are a remnant or a relic of the primordial sin in the Torah, which of course not is not taken from the tree, but another primordial sin, which is the sin of fratricide, of not being able to answer in the affirmative, Am I my brother's keeper? And to say, Absolutely, of course I am. Those eleven stars of a Khadasar Miyodeya, who Knows 11, I know 11. 11 are the stars representing the brothers of Joseph who were jealous and who then rose up to kill. What pained them, what hurt them, what reminded them of their own inadequacy, of their own inferiority, those 11 stars in a children's song. <laughs> But of course, in the twist of last year, 11, whom do I know? Achadasar. The 11 Kochvaya, the 11 stars in the firmament, we do know them. We know their names. We know so much about their lives and their hopes and their dreams. Hadassar Kochvaya, the eleven martyrs. Miodea, Who knows? And that loaded phrase, Miodea. It's of course a children's song, but to know in the Torah the word ladat, can you all say the word da'at? Say daat. Miodea, Who knows? When whoever wrote this beautiful song, who knows? The implication, of course, is to know it is the point of the song meodeah we should say aniodeah right meodeah aniodeah who knows oh i know but to know in the torah to know that word dat, is full it's charged it is multivalent but one of its meanings is certainly not to know cognitively the bible has no such understanding of knowledge in the abstraction like Aristotle or Kant or any of the other Western philosophers, no knowing in the Torah is messy. Knowing in the Torah is carnal. Knowing in the Torah is kishkas in your intestines. You know in the Torah, not because you grokked it. You know it because you united with it. You became one with it. You see it. You are with it. It isn't in it. It's a relationship. And one of the most profoundly terrifying knowings in the Torah appears in chapter 4 of tomorrow morning's reading in the Cain and Abel story. Chapter 4 introduces us to Adam and Eve knowing. And Adam knew his wife, life force, Eve. His knowing is fructive. His knowing is creative. His knowing produces life. To know is to produce life. And yet the story, as it evolves and as it progresses, is not about life at all. It's about the opposite. And in one of the great intertextual ironies and painful moments after Cain and Abel have done the dance with God and God rejects and Abel and Cain and Cain is angry they're out in the field and Cain says something to Abel we don't know what he says and in the field with his brother the Torah will tell us over and over again he's his brother and they were in the field He said something, we don't know. And Cain rises up against his brother Abel and kills him. And God says to Cain, Just like God's interrogation rhetorically of Adam, He says, where are you, Adam? And Adam says, I heard your voice, I was scared. Now God also asks, where is your brother? Not where are you? I know where you are, but where's your brother? Vayomer, and now a response for all time. Abel Hevel says to God, Vayomer lo-ya-dati. Before he says, am I my brother's keeper? Before he gives himself up and says, I don't need to own this. I don't have any responsibility. He says... How should I know? Lo yadati. If yidia, if knowing in the Torah produces life, not knowing produces death. To not know is to distance ourselves from the proximity to life that is intimacy. To not know or to deny knowing something that is blatantly obvious is in some way to pull away from life. The exact opposite of showing up. To know and to own knowing is to be fully present with the horror and the full catastrophe of our actions sown in ignorance and in egocentrism to know fully is to not turn away from the facts. To know fully is to see what's real. And to not throw our hands up and say, Mio dea, Who knows? I certainly don't. To say, I don't know, is to absolve ourselves of responsibility. It is to absolve ourselves of what it means to be fully biblically human. To see suffering and to ignore it, to see injustice and to say, I don't know how it got there, is to repeat over and over and over again the carnal sin of not knowing. Achad miyodea. 11. Who knows? A Neodea. I know. I know that Joyce Feinberg, who was 75, was married to the late Stephen Feinberg. They moved to Pittsburgh in 1980. A Neodea. She was a highly trusted member of the community, took great pride in being Jewish. She left behind two children, Howard and Anthony, and many loving grandchildren. Richard Gottfried. He loved to golf and to run and to read. He loved music. Together with his wife, Margaret, who was known as Peg, he ran two dental offices. He was known affectionately by his patients as Dr. Rich. After his father died... Richard started attending the Orchadash congregation and became its president. He was an avid wine enthusiast and he was a runner who loved to participate in Pittsburgh's 10K events. He had finished 28 of those events. Rose Malinger was the eldest of the victims. She was 97. She had attended Tree of Life for more than 60 years she was the true matriarch of the synagogue and was always involved with planning services her wonderful sense of humor endeared her to everyone in the community Jerry Rabinowitz was 66 he was a beloved family doctor in Pittsburgh he always had on bright bouncing bow ties He had a tremendous belly laugh, a firm moral compass, and was a champion to friends, family, and patients. The brothers, Cecil and David Rosenthal, were regular attendees at Eitz Chaim. They were both outgoing and caring. They never shied away from asking about sick relatives. Cecil suffered from Fragile X Syndrome a genetic disorder but he was always stayed happy and involved in the community he was dubbed the unofficial mayor of Squirrel Hill his younger brother David died with him that day he loved working to keep everything clean that was his big thing David they were known for their zest of life together They had huge hearts, and they had a beautiful message of acceptance. Bernice Simon was a regular attender, member of the Tree of Life, and she was known to her grandchildren as Bubby. And she was remembered for singing songs all the time, like A Bushel and a Peck and You Are My Sunshine, as well as for her delicious cranberry orange bread. Sylvan Simon who was married to Bernice was a member of the L'Chaim Club and they enjoyed a shot of Jimmy Beam after Shabbat services every week he loved going to the Pittsburgh Symphony together and enjoyed many inside jokes Daniel Stein grew up in Homestead, Pennsylvania he learned to help run the family business the Stein Hotel and Daniel was an active and loving, loved member of the community He came to services each and every Saturday, always ready with a smile, always ready to serve. Stein loved to volunteer his time any way he could. Like Melvin Wax, who was 88, who was a passionate member of the Tree of Life Synagogue, who attended services maybe four times a week. Melvin was a veteran of World War II, he was stationed in Germany and stayed through the Korean War. He was a generous man, built from grit and adversity, and was always the first to step up and serve. Irving Younger was 69. He was most often the first face that any congregant would see outside of the tree of life. He was the son of two Holocaust survivors. He ran a real estate business, but with his wife Sherry for 30 years they were staunch members of the Tree of Life community he left behind Jordana and Jared and Jaden, his grandchildren <laughs> said Cain when asked, where is your brother he said, lo yadati I don't know If anybody wants to know what it is to be a Jew in the world, it is to be someone who doesn't just know, but someone who knows. Someone who feels. Someone who responds. Someone who doesn't just show up others, but shows up for others. Not on one particular Shabbat, on an anniversary of a horrific moment, not only in response to the rising anti-Semitism that we are all, all eager to speak out against and to find allies waiting for us, but because we are the children of the one who says, and neodea I know we are the ones, each and every one of us here tonight, and all of those who show up who say that to be a human being is to show up for to say I know I know that not only was the tree of life Dor Hadash, Or Hadash, Or LeSimcha community in Pittsburgh targeted but it was, it, was only, it was the 12th sacred sanctuary that was targeted That in the three years in which the horrific shooting took place our sacred sanctuaries I've been violated over and over and over again. To know that. To know our brothers and sisters down the block, one avenue over, uptown, wherever there is injustice, to know that personally and to care about that. A-chadathrei, mi yodea, I know. The living legacy of what it is to be a Jew who knows insecurity, who knows danger, who knows the jealousy of other brothers, who knows what it is to live in a world that isn't safe, is to continue to fight against unknowing. To fight against the inclination to show up instead of show up for. To stand together with. Breshit is Shabbat is the beginning It reminds us of the most important fundamentals that we live with, that we walk with, that we yearn to embody, to make this world a better place. And there's no better place to begin that journey than in miyodea. Who knows? Who knows what tomorrow will bring? Who knows what conversations about end of life in our Class that is soon to begin, the What Matters course, where we actually walk in to the question of what the end of our life and how we might prepare for it, how we might live in the recognition, in the knowing of our mortality and prepare ourselves for that. Not to say, I don't know that. When Marcy Imberman and Shelly Levine and others will bring us into conversations that we need to have, we are embodying a neodea. I know. The Jewish people, all of us, have been bequeathed the legacy of caring, of turning ourselves towards what is painful and not away. As we commemorate this weekend, the atrocity that took place in Pittsburgh, my heart is with Arlene Walk and others who are still within that community who are still suffering because they feel that people are not showing up for them holding them in the way that they need to be held that it wasn't just one moment on October 27th but it is every day since then and are we knowing that it is so beautiful to see all of you here showing up for show up for Shabbat but the real testimony to our lives will be do we show up for life That we show up for life. That to me is the greatest challenge and the greatest reward that we have been given. So let's show up. Let's know it. Last thing. Tonight is the yortzite of the Rebbe whose song we just sang a couple of minutes ago the Berdicheva Rebbe, Levi Yitzchak Ben Sarasashar, the Berdicheva Rebbe was a great Hasidish Rebbe, Hasidic teacher. But he was a bit of a of a different kind of person. His father-in-law had no idea what to do with him. He couldn't hold down a job. All he wanted to do was go study with this crazy teacher known as the Magad of Mezrich, Dovber of Mezrich. And so, on one of his frequent trips to go visit his teacher like like a fish concert, right? He was, like, going, he was following the teacher. He, went, like, went to Mezrich, right? So he went out to meet the Rebbe, the Magda of Mezrich, and he came back, and his father-in-law sat with him, and he said to him, he said to him, what are you doing over there in Mezrich? What's going on over there? It's like kind of like what people say. Well, what's going on in Rome? What, what are you doing over there? What's up over there? You know, in the church, what are you doing? So the the Bredigerus said, I go to Mesrich because my teacher there teaches me, God bless you, teaches me that there's a God in heaven. So his father-in-law, you know, sits back in his chair and goes, are you kidding me? You're taking, you're eating up my money traveling to, to Mesrich. Wait a second. He, he snaps his fingers. He calls out to somebody like, you know, he's, he brings him into the kitchen, into the living room and he says, Hey, do you believe in God? Is there a God in heaven? And the person says, of course, everybody knows there's a God in heaven. He turns to his son-in-law and he says, he says, Lev Yitzchak. You know, everybody knows. Why do you have to go all the way to Mezritch to find out? Just go right outside. So the Breditschever looked at his father and he said, says, this, this is my dear father-in-law. I love you so much. But The person that you just asked, they say it. When I go to Mezrich, I know it. The person you ask, they say it. But when I go to Mezrich, I know it. Ani yodea. Ani yodea, I know. May God bless you and all of us here to know a little bit about these 11 beautiful stars and to know the things that we need to do In order to build a better world, a more compassionate world, a more loving world. Amen.